Edwards, right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! Looks, he hits, throws the right yes! side. Yes! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we're coming back to you with another episode of the podcast after the Green Bay Packers have defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. The stars were out. So many people at the game, including myself. I was there, which was probably, the, I, was, I think I was the most important attendee of the night. Braun, how are you? How was watching the game on TV? Well, Griff, we should bring up that in your career of attending Packers games, the Packers are 6-0 <laughs> and when you're there, so I would say you might have been the most important person there if you believe in jinxing and things of that nature. Unbelievable. Positive jinx. Unbelievable, truly. I'm 6-0. and Some of these people on Instagram, Braun, I think are actually ready to buy me uh, season tickets. I-, I don't know. Maybe that's a Maybe that's a good idea because they keep winning when I'm there. But in terms of the football that was played on the field... Well, we've got a lot to go over, Bron, because we haven't recorded <laughs> in a little bit. Sadly, we are, uh, we're both pretty busy people. It's crazy to think that we started doing this show in 2019, all the way back then, when Matt LaFleur was his first year in Green Bay, and, you know, Rodgers was still here, obviously, and we, Bron, you and I, we were, uh, just some young kids, huh? And we had all the time in the world to record. But now, uh, things get in the way sometimes, but we're back to talk about the Packers season so far. The Packers, after the win last night, they moved to 6-6 six and six on the season. It's truly been a pretty miraculous turnaround from this team, because the last time we recorded, Braun, it was I think it was after week 8, after we lost to the Vikings, to move to what? 2-5 and five after that Vikings game? Oh my god, we traded Rasul Douglas, you know, we were ready to sell, punt on the season, this is not the year. And now, the Packers are currently the number seven seed in the NFC. If the playoffs started today, we would be in the playoffs. It's been a lot of fun these past few weeks watching uh, watching us get back on track and watching Jordan kind of continue to ascend and stack games and, and confident moments. And one of the last things we said on, on our latest show was that we need to see Jordan kind of get the opportunity to complete some shorter stuff early on and get him in rhythm quick. And in all these games that we've won, they've gotten off to hot starts. And that was the thing they struggled with when they were losing games uh, at a consistent rate over the course of the first several weeks of the season. And then here we are, we're in a whole different place from a team standpoint. Uh, just generally, this is going to change the way we look at our franchise. We were thinking about draft picks, some of us, and um, but now Me, I was. we're in a position after winning these games. We are back in that exciting... I just really thought that this was it. I mean, you, you don't know, but Jordan has been a lot of the reason why we're back, all excited, and everybody, all the fans are in a different mode right now. It's, it feels like football always should feel this time of year in Green Bay, which is the most special thing about this whole thing. We not only are looking at how we can make the playoffs, but we control our own destiny with a schedule that's very favorable without uh, a team with a winning record left. We just beat two really, really good teams in this league. There's so many positives for Green Bay right now. The defense is playing well. The offense is playing as good as it's played all year. So this is a playoff caliber team. They're in that spot right now, and if they keep winning, it's only going to go up from here, and it's just like how it should be in Green Bay in December and hopefully January, which is the Packers playing great football. 
I can't believe it that we're sitting here six and six talking about the playoffs. If you would have told me that, you know, four weeks ago, the last time we recorded, I wouldn't have believed you. You know, that's just insane to think about. The biggest difference is obviously Jordan Love. I think everyone would agree with that, right? Jordan Love, the defense is playing better too, but Jordan Love, more than anything, is playing like a different quarterback. The last time we recorded, Ron, the last time we spoke to each other on air, you said it would take a, mind you, this is after week eight. This is when Jordan was, you know, his numbers were league low in pretty much every category. Ron, you said it would take a pretty significant jump for Jordan to be the quarterback of the future. And what have we seen in the last four games? A pretty significant jump. He looks like a different player to me. Yeah, I mean, I I think the accuracy, the timing, the anticipation, uh, the decision making are all up at a very high rate, and it's it's so interesting because I think it has to do with everything I thought was the issue, which was the decisiveness stems from confidence, and the confidence stems from the experience and the the for him Jordan specifically knowing that he can do anything he wants out there, and he's been able to do it. He's making every throw that they ask him to make. When it gets off schedule, he has a throw, and it's there. I mean, everything's on time and accurate, and you get a missed missed throw or two every game from every quarterback in the NFL, and he was just superb on on Sunday night. I mean, just he he hit everything. Uh, Every ball was in the right spot. Every play was to the right guy. The decisions were excellent, and, and that's why the Chiefs could not stop us. Even with an incredible defense, they were dealing with some injuries throughout the game and stuff, but that, it from from the beginning to the end, no matter who was in or who was out, the results were the same. This offense was humming, and it all has to do with the fact that Jordan, while he's not, he's not making left and right unbelievable throws, it's still his first year starting, and he's making great throws on time, accurate, to the right guy and to the open man. So the receivers definitely get some credit for that because they're starting to gel together as they kind of all grow. Uh, as Some of them are in year two. Some of them are rookies. They're all growing together. It's a big young group, and they're all very in a similar spot. But Jordan is making special throws a few times a game right now, but he's also doing everything well, everything efficient, and making all the easy stuff look easy, making all some of the more difficult throws look easy. Everything he's doing right now is, is exactly what we want at this stage of his development. And, and at this point, when we're now trying to start winning games and, and getting to the playoffs, we're at exactly where we need to be with him and this entire offense. And it's a special thing, and I'm excited for what's ahead. It's great, man. His turnaround has been really fun to watch. If you go back to weeks one and two, remember we beat Chicago 38-21 to or something like that. Scored 38 points. Jordan had three touchdowns, no picks. In Atlanta, Jordan had three touchdowns as well. We did end up losing that game by one point. And I bring this up because I think something happened in the fourth quarter of that Atlanta game, week two, where he was just different from there on out. You know, the first four, the first seven quarters of the season before the fourth quarter in Atlanta he was he looked like how he looks now, but maybe a little less polished than he is now. But he was just, you know, hitting the right read, making accurate throws, making good decisions, not making terrible mistakes. And then something happened in that fourth quarter where from there on out up until just a few weeks ago, 
he he looked different. He, and the the thing to me that jumps out is the confidence. He feels like such a more confident player right now than he was four or five weeks ago. The first game of the season, that also jumped out. In, in Chicago, he looked like a confident quarterback, which was surprising because that's not what I expected. And it was surprising to see him look so confident with his reads and with his throws. And then something happened in that fourth quarter in Atlanta, and we saw a bunch of mistakes. It looked like Utah State Jordan Love. It looked like the Jordan Love that uh, many people were worried about him being, you know, the, the worst version of himself. Well, right now he's playing... I don't know if this is his best. You don't want to put a cap on him this early in his first season starting, but it's got to be close to his the best version of himself, the the way he's playing right now, because he finished last night with a 91 PFF grade. I would have bet a lot of money at the beginning of the season that Jordan Love would not have a single game in the 90s. You know, like a 90 PFF grade, that means a lot. It's not like passer rating or any other these, you know, volume stats it is a it is a throw by throw grade, and the ninety grade reflects a quarterback performance with no mistakes and several big time throws, as they call it. You know, several high leverage, elite throws. And Jordan finished with a ninety one grade, four big time throws per PFF, no turnover worthy plays. Last week in Detroit against maybe even a better team, he had an eighty seven PFF grade and. It just feels like he hasn't made a mistake in a while. It feels like he's in a zone. And we talk about this a lot, Bron, the mental side of it. It feels like he's in a zone, and he is just so confident right now. In the pocket, he looks confident. Throwing the ball, he looks confident. With his decisions, moving off his reads, he looks confident. He looks like he knows what he's doing, which is different from, you know, maybe what we saw in the middle of the season. He has every reason to be confident, I feel. And, and I think every Packers fan should feel that way because he's shown that he can operate this offense at the exact high point level that is needed for us to win football games. So when you've shown you can do that, he's starting to truly put the league on notice. He's starting to, his teammates are completely, have full belief in everything that he brings to the table for this team. They love him. So Every player on this team I mean, this loves team him. loves him just as they should. Just as they should because he's put so much work he sat by, like like every Green Bay quarterback seems to have to do. There's some kind of sitting that now has to go on, and where you have to learn from from the guy who's done it. And it's a great way to operate if it's done well. And in this case, Jordan has put enough on film this season to show that he can be the quarterback of the present and the future for this Packers football team. So he has every reason to be confident when he's shown that he can make every throw necessary. And I think it's only going to get better and better. The more confident he gets, maybe he'll be more willing to let the ball rip on a on something that's a little bit tighter in coverage. And then I think he's going to be able to show that he can make those difficult throws. So uh, just, you know, forgetting every contextual aspect of what has happened over the last several years and, you know, the Packers not getting things done uh, with Super Bowls and, and other things, the way that they operated as as an organization, even in making this draft pick, Forgetting all of that, I think there's no denying that Jordan Love is the guy for us is, until he shows otherwise, and I don't think he will. Jordan Love has shown that he is going to be a top player at the position for years to come in Green Bay. And now he can lead us and continue to do that as we embark on a journey to a playoffs that potentially could be you never know. I, I really do think this team is putting it together. We just beat 
the defending Super Bowl champions. So I'm not going to put a cap or a ceiling on what this team can do. And for that reason, when you go and beat the Lions, who beat the Super Bowl champs early in the year and are beating all these great teams and competing with high-quality teams on a weekly basis, the Packers beat them on Thanksgiving in a game that was not close. And that is encouraging. And then you go and beat the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, with the quarterback that everybody seems to believe is the best in the league. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Jordan Love showed that he can compete at that high level, and Patrick Mahomes did not look like a top quarterback in the NFL against this Packers defense. So okay. I'm just so thrilled to see. We're not the doing result. quarterback head to head. I don't stats, like Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah, I don't like him. I know you don't, but we can't he do gives the... you one. He always gives you one, and he gave us one. He always gives you one, Griff. He's going to throw you a pick because he's a bad decision maker. Yeah, he's you're a not a big Mahomes maker. guy. He's a sloppy, sloppy decision maker and inaccurate <laughs> when he gets lazy. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes right now. Sloppy decision no, maker. No, but I, you know Patrick who's not? Mahomes. Jordan, because he's on time. He's efficient. He doesn't do things like throw the ball underhanded at the goal line. <laughs> and he's going to give you a chance to win. And he gave us everything, everything we needed to get the job done. So... Just thrilled with the outcome, thrilled with how he's playing, and we're going to keep it going. We got another one coming up, right? Every week, there's another new game, new opponent, and this is just a stepping stone. The New York Giants, not a special football team. We got to take care of business, get above that 500 level to have a winning record, and try to get as far as the sixth seed. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's keep it rolling. What do you think was Jordan's best throw of the day? There was a lot of good ones. The one to Christian in the end zone was incredible. Oh, that was beautiful. Well, I I should say the the second touchdown to Christian where Christian kind of high-pointed in the back of the end zone, that was – he was really in a – it was basically covered. And Jordan just – I could read his mind as he was about to make that throw. I knew that was going to be a tough ball. Uh, but I was so happy when he made the decision to throw it because it looked like Christian was covered for a lot of that, that route, and it was perfectly thrown. Christian made the perfect high-point catch. That was such a great throw. I mean, he had a lot of beautiful, beautiful plays, but that was one that definitely stood out to me as a, a tight window, not easy to make, just an incredible throw. That throw was amazing. The <laughs> Lambo went crazy after that. I couldn't believe that. I mean, it just felt like, you know how people talk about Brett Favre's performance on Monday night after his dad died, where it's like he just couldn't throw an incompletion? That's how it felt watching Jordan Love. Do you remember the fourth and one? He just chucks it up to Romeo in triple coverage. It, it's the of weirdest course. play I've ever seen. I don't know how to grade this play from a quarterback standpoint because, you know, it's like it looks like just a Hail Mary. He kind of, He's getting hit. He just lobs it up into triple coverage and it's caught and you're thinking like okay maybe don't do that but at the same time it's in triple coverage between three guys Romeo is between three three guys downfield and uh none of the defenders had a chance to catch that ball you know it was right in right into Romeo's hands you know drop in the bucket between I, I couldn't decide what was better between the throw and the catch I mean that was just Romeo has a special, special ability to make contested catches or catches that are difficult, similar to what Devontae was able to do for us, just make catches that seemed impossible. Uh, and, and Romeo does it in a different way than Devontae, but still just improbable plays you think that would never be caught or that would never happen. Romeo always seems to end up with those. And that's what makes him so great and separates him from other guys. Like I, I just think he's he's incredible. 
And Jordan, I mean, off his back foot, he's getting pressure in his face. It's fourth and one. I guess, I don't, I, I didn't look at the film on this, but there was clearly, it was a sh- take a shot on fourth and one was the idea. Right. But it seemed as if the Chiefs were ready for it, though. I mean, they had only, I think it was only four guys, maybe five they were rushing. Because uh, the linebackers dropped off, and uh, they're, they're, the safeties and corners were all pretty deep. Yeah, and John so Runyon were all got kind of right away, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, so that was that was what the crazy part was. It's not like he had time to let anything develop, so he really had to float it, and it just fell right into his lap. He had to go. Literally had his to lap. go down. I said his hands. It was it literally, literally he lap. had to fall on the ground to get it. It was incredible. So I think. I mean, I'm not going to discredit him for making that decision when it was literally perfect. And when he threw it, it was probably more open, but he put it in the perfect spot, like as, as if he dropped it right on a single blade of grass. Yeah. And that's exactly where he wanted it. So yeah. couldn't be happier with you've it. Got, you've got three guys circled around Romeo on the All-22. I showed you this earlier, Bron. There's like three guys in a diamond pattern around Romeo, and it's literally a perfect drop in the bucket. Crazy. Crazy stuff we're seeing from Jordan right now. The turnarounds over the past four weeks have just been, I mean, like, some of it doesn't make sense. Like, with these receivers, how how did they all of a sudden just figure it out, you know? Like, Romeo is all of a sudden a very solid wide receiver, too. Christian Watson has two touchdowns against the Chiefs. He's getting involved more than he was early on. Dontavion Wicks. Two touchdowns against the Lions, too. I mean, that's right. four in two weeks. That, that's Incredible. back-to-back games with two touchdowns for Christian. That is 2022 Christian Watson which we were asking for the return of earlier on this season. And then you've got Dontavian Wicks. And we remember Wicks. when he turned it on last year. He turned it on in a big way. He had, what was it, eight touchdowns or something like that in the span of four games or something crazy. I yeah, mean, he, it was something he, like that. So, I mean, he's turned it on just like he did last year when it matters most down the stretch when we need to start winning games. He's helping us in a big way. Yeah, what do you think it is, man? I don't know what it is. Is it the offense just functioning at a higher level? You know, there has been fewer penalties Fewer self-inflicted errors. Incredible that we were able to avoid those yesterday when, when the uh, the Chiefs were doing it all game to themselves, it seemed. Right. Just making mistakes. We pretty much avoided those those things that would set us back. Earlier in the season, we would start a drive and get a holding penalty, and all yeah. of a sudden it's first and Exactly. 20. That's why you everything know, looks so those bad. Those things weren't happening. Like week seven, week eight, that's why everything looks so bad. It's because every drive is starting on first and 15, and then Jordan gets sacked, and it's third and 23. You know, And they, they have no choice. You can't even call real plays at that point, which Matt was talking about. But you know, week one, week two, some of week three, when the, when the offense has looked their best this season – it just looks so easy, and it makes you think, why can't it be like this all the time? But maybe they really have flipped a switch. I mean, these back-to-back performances they've had, if you want to go back three weeks, the Chargers game was not as clean. They got a little lucky in that game to come out of that with a W. I was there, so. And at this point, with the way the offense is playing, the way the defense has been playing for a while now, I feel like this team is going to be hard to beat, you know? Like, the Chiefs can't beat us. The Lions can't beat us. The, the Lions game wasn't close. We're going to be a problem in the playoffs. I think another big factor for what we've been able to do is I think A.J. Dillon, okay, he averaged 4.1 yards per carry on Sunday night, but he is playing much better football. And including on Sunday night, I feel like he played very, very well because guys are getting to him early, but he's actually doing what we drafted him to do and what he did in 2021. He is getting out of tackles. He's forcing his way to gain yardage. When it matters most, he's making, you know, stops at the line of scrimmage. He's turning into three yards. 
stops, you know, one or two yards. He's getting five, six. I was very pleased with how he played. I think he's going to continue to be impactful for us. And if there's a chance that we can get Aaron Jones back at some point, I hope Christian can stay healthy. I know he just tweaked his hamstring. There's a lot of positives that we've got going on with this team. And I think the running game has been better. The offensive line has played really well in, in most cases. There are some weak spots and weak moments. But Elton Jenkins has played phenomenally since he's kind of gotten back healthy. And Zach Tom is continuing to play like a really good tackle for us. They're getting pretty okay play from the left side. And the guard play has been all right. Josh Myers, Griff, you mentioned a little bit uh, how he's playing a little bit better. So the line itself is keeping Jordan up. They're helping in the running game, kind of start getting things going, even without Aaron Jones there and once he gets back. So I'm excited for what we're doing. Just everything seems to be cohesive and it's complementary. Within the offense itself, it's complementary. And then what we're doing on other aspects on defense and special teams, it's kind of just all circling into something that we can feel like we can win with, that kind of formula. So just got to keep it up. And, and I'm excited, like I said. It's hard to not be excited with, with what we've got going on, the way Jordan's playing. This is all new. It's a new team, and it's happening a lot quicker than everybody thought. I'm not sure many people really truly thought we would contend for playoffs and other things, but we're doing it, and we've got a chance to keep it rolling and do something special in Jordan Love's first year as a starter. The run game I don't think is ever going to look like the you know the Niners run game just because of the O-line as it is right now. There's so much youth. We've got replacement level players at left tackle, two of them. We've got a replacement level right guard. Josh Myers probably a tick above replacement level. You know, it's just it's going to be hard to uh, really run the ball well. But they've been running it better than they did early on in the season because at least they're now staying on schedule. You know, a four-yard run on second and ten or first and ten. I don't love the play call, but... It's better than third and nine, you know, third and six is okay every now and then. And Jordan Love has been playing well on third down. And the offense is just, it feels like a Rodgers offense. And I, I know I'm I'm sick of this more than anyone, I think, the Rodgers and Love comparisons from a play style standpoint. But in terms of the Matt LaFleur offenses that we've seen them both lead, when they're at their best, they do look similar. You know, things just look easy. And Rodgers made it look super easy. And right now, Jordan Love is making everything look super easy. Bron, we got to talk about the defense because Joe Barry is doing a surprisingly okay job. Nah, I don't know if you want to credit Joe Barry or you want to credit the, you know, the personnel, but against the Chiefs, they played just fine. And what do I always say? I don't know if you even listen to me, Bron, but I always say I do not trust Joe Barry against a good quarterback or a good offensive play caller. And we were playing Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, some would say the best of both of those categories in the NFL, and uh, we played just fine. So how about that? The defense well, the, playing much better. I think in years past, if we had Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Valentine on the field, the seventh-round pick and undrafted whatever, like, you know, young guys, I think, and we weren't playing well, I think we'd be pointing to the fact that we need another cornerback, and we just traded Rasul Douglas, and we'd be pointing to the front office. But for some reason, they've been playing well enough to win games. They have. And... That, you know, is that something you attribute to the guys? Because is Corey Ballantyne that okay or that good enough? I, I don't know. We don't have Jair Alexander. We don't have Rasul Douglas. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon is still out there, which is great. He made the biggest play of the game on defense, getting that pick off of Patrick McGivew on every game. 
And, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Did you just make that up? I just gave yeah. I just threw that one out there, but That's it's true. Great. And he did get the one that he gives you every game. So, uh, <laughs> I I think Keyshawn is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I think he is just a. I I put him in He's the same category as Rasul at that position. He is. I I mean Keyshawn is a big hitter. He is a pretty secure tackler in most cases, and he can cover anybody in the slot. So he's a versatile guy too. Obviously, he kick he kick returns for us, and he does that at one of the highest levels in the game. He is a phenomenal player. I like I was about to say, I put him in the same category as Rasul of a guy that you want on your team when you're trying to win games, win a championship. Having Keyshawn out there, we can win. Having Devondre Campbell healthy, we can win. These guys are very, very meaningful and impactful with their experience, what they do for us as leaders. And just their play on the field being a tick above everybody else. It's, it's a real thing. The veteran experience matters. And, and those guys, all, all those guys, not just Keyshawn and Devondre, but look around that whole group because they've got tons of young guys. The veterans that are out there, Jonathan Owens. I mean, you just you look at the few veterans that we've got that aren't like Kenny Clark or Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith guys, but the guys like that that are contributing and their experience is showing out there and they're helping the young guys and it's a perfect blend of youth and veteran experience on the defense. So uh, that group I'm very happy with. And Joe Barry deserves at least some credit because when you're not losing games and you're not giving up yardage to some of the best offenses in football, that is, you have to say something about that. I mean, that is very good. So he's doing his job and whatever that looks like, they're getting it done. And he's, his players are doing it the right way. He's clearly calling the games well enough to win. So, you know, defense, not an issue. There are good players out there, and we've known that all season, and they're playing better. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. These guys are just playing better. Kenny Clark was MIA for a large chunk of the season, you know, during the losing streak. Last night he had six pressures, which led the team. That's vintage, prime, elite Kenny Clark. He's back to playing that level at that level, it seems. Devontae Wyatt next to him, TJ Slayton, one of my favorite guys on this team. No one's denying the fact that the Packers have a great front seven, you know? They've got great personnel all over the defense, but throughout the season, at the defense's low points, it makes you question what's going on with the coaching. Well, it really hasn't been a problem lately, and that's the good thing. The defense, not a problem. It looks like, and with the turnover, they're helping us win games, so... Love to see it. This team is in a great position, I feel like. 6-6, six and six, have a chance to get over 500 against the Giants next Monday night. This is a special year, man. This is a really special year. It was a special game last night. I'm glad I was there. It's tough. I mean, the ups and downs of a season with a lot of moving parts, we saw that in 2022. It's the same idea. Moving parts, uncertainties, injuries, all those things are really difficult on a season and put put a lot of pressure on winning games when you're in the midst of all that. This year it's been the same. A lot of off-season turnover, a lot of locker room guys gone. Just things that they make it difficult to win, especially early on. And now we've kind of hit our stride. The guys that are there are there, and they're here to lead us, and there's no question about that moving forward. Losing Rasul, a big deal obviously, but they're going to be okay, it seems. And uh, they just have to keep finding a way, uh, especially against these teams that are very good. Uh, it's hard to really, you know, we're going back, looking at it earlier in the year, if, you know, seeing the teams that we were losing to. If you would have told me they would have beat the 8-2 and two Lions and the 8-3 and three Chiefs, I mean, 
it's, it's just we're in a great spot right now. The momentum is riding high, and nothing like when it gets cold in Lambeau. We're built for this. I mean, we're supposed to be built for this, and I think that we showed we can do it. Um, and I loved our momentum, so we just got to keep it rolling. That's really all there is to say. The more we win, the more we'll be able to talk and talk about it, but right now it's just about getting it done. Then we'll get closer, and we start to lock in maybe that we're going to get in the playoffs, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, this is uh, – imagine that, Griff, after everything we've been through, being able to say that we're going to be back in the playoffs is, is going to be pretty cool. So let's just keep it rolling. Uh, I love it. I'm so excited. Pretty unbelievable what's happened so far this season. Just three weeks ago, the Packers had a 9% chance of making the playoffs. Now we're sitting around 70, low 70% chance. I hate playoff percentages, but I brought it up anyways. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to send in your take, you can do so by calling us at 920-412-7997. That is 920-412-7997. If you'd rather email us, you can do so by emailing at todayintitletown at gmail.com. And maybe we can feature your take on the next show. No emails or voicemails today because we've been, um, you know, missing for about a month. But we're back. We're going to be back next week. Not really a therapy episode, right, Griff? I mean, this is a big win. No, yeah. But I'd like to get him in here anyways. If I I had voicemails, I would play it, even if it's not a therapy episode. Well, yeah, well, this is, you know, we don't, not much therapy to go on. So, I mean, this is a celebration. It's a celebration. If you want to give us your celebration email... Celebration voicemail, celebration email, sure. Yeah, send those in. But we're not giving you therapy after a law after a win. We're not yeah, doing. Yeah, can't it. do that. Yeah, but send in your uh, just send in your takes, questions for us, make them related to anything. I don't care. Send them in, call us, email us, whatever you please. We'll be back next week after the Packers take on the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Oh, scary stuff. Scary, scary stuff. These New York Giants. You know, I actually am a little bit worried. I smell trap game. Oh, that's my least favorite. I you know. know I hate that. <laughs> that's why yeah. I said that. <laughs> Just trying to make me mad at the end of yeah. this show. All right. Well, we'll be back. Thanks so much for listening. And now more than ever, go Pack Go. We will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.